morning, listeners, and thank you for joining with us once again on Tuesday Morning Over Coffee with Gene and Jake. I'm Gene. I'm Kevin. And we're so glad that you were able to join with us once again as we continue in our discussion of Acts chapter 2, verse 42, where the believers who had been baptized on the day of Pentecost and from there on were gathering together and they've devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread. And before we jump into this, I want to share or thoughts of lines you know as i was telling you earlier i drove by starbucks and there's a line from their store which is three stores into this shopping center it's all the way out into the street that's one thing i don't like to do is waiting in line goodness no i'll be honest that's why courtney cuts my hair i hate waiting to get a haircut Mm -hmm. Uh, and i'm glad she does it she'd probably rather not do it yeah but um, man, I just can't stand it. Yeah, Debbie asked me all the time, "You want me to cut your hair?" I went, "No." <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing that gets me about lines is, you know, when the kids were younger, uh, we went to Whitewater. Yeah, man, you had to wait in lines forever for a twenty-second oh, ride. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's like you waited thirty, forty-five minutes to ride a ride that lasted. <laughs> Less than a minute. I mean, you go to you go to Six Flags. Yeah, you're waiting hours in line just for a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. Now I don't know what Disney's like. I've never been to Disney. Have you been to Disney? I've been to Disney once, uh, and it's just like Six Flags, but yeah, okay. but three times crowded than oh wow than Six Flags. Yeah. So uh, crowds, lines, no. You know, and, and, and as you're driving, you know, you see that car up ahead of you that's zipping in between lanes and trying to get ahead of the traffic. And yeah. you go, what an idiot. That's me. <laughs> You're the guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. And my wife doesn't understand. She goes, why are you having to do this? And I go, I hate waiting behind people. Well, not just that, but let's say you stay behind the slow guy a little while. Mm-hmm. Well, next thing you know, you're you're hitting a red line when you would have hit a green line. Yeah. And next thing you know, there's three more red lines. Yeah. You got to think ahead, Gene. I'm, I'm glad you're I'm glad you're zipping through traffic. Exactly. Endangering yeah. all of our lives because you're impatient. Well, you know, I want to think of others. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's selfless. Yeah. And speaking of others, you know, as we talked about these past few podcasts about the believers on the day of Pentecost, that there's something special about how they were gathering together that we can learn today. And we talked about the devotedness, and and we talked about that devotedness to the apostles' teaching, right. the devotedness to the fellowship and how important that is. But share with us your thoughts of what they mean by devoted to breaking of bread. Okay, the breaking of bread. I mean, just if you just take that phrase, the breaking of bread, they're sharing a meal together. Okay. It's that simple. Uh, that whole idea of of sharing a meal together, in uh, you see it all through Scripture, but not just in Scripture. You see it in history, uh, especially in the Middle Eastern cultures, where where eating together, sharing table fellowship, communicated something really powerful. Uh, it communicated acceptance. You're you're my people, right? Kind of in a way. Right. Yeah. And. You know, we just started up the home groups, and right. I was, that made me think of our home group that met last Sunday night, and sure enough, that's where we we gathered together around the table, and we shared a meal, but we sat there for even longer than just the meal, Yeah, and I think that was something special. So what does it look like to be devoted to the breaking of bread? Right. Yeah, if, if you're making it a priority in your life. Okay. To share table fellowship with with your fellow Christians, your fellow believers. Uh, if you you see that all through 
the Jewish religion. I mean, when they gathered, they ate. Okay. And if you think about the Lord's Supper, in the context of the Lord's Supper, that was a meal, the Passover meal that they separate, that they celebrated okay. together. And so we kind of have that separated into a tiny piece of unleavened bread, tiny yes. cup of grape juice, but it, that's not the way it was right. uh, in the first century. It was... It was based on that Passover meal, I presume, and a meal that they shared, which which the Passover meal was ground into the Jewish mentality, that celebration of God's deliverance. And in that meal, that they even had certain, they would eat certain things. They would eat lamb. Okay. They would eat bitter herbs to remind them of the bitterness of their slavery. Uh, I believe they still do this today. They would eat lamb to remember the lamb that was mm-hmm. slain, the blood over their doorway so it was freighted with meaning and significance but apart from that it was you're you're not doing that by yourself you're doing it together you're sharing this meal together and this expression of kinship and we're in this together and you are mine and i'm yours and i would hope that when we come together as a church family that we would look into the necessity i would say and the importance of Sharing that meal, because I can think back in past times when the church says potluck, which is my favorite time of the worship, is right. eating. Right. I think that is very biblical. Um, but then I noticed people would leave. You know, they, they wouldn't stay for the potluck. And I think yeah. they're missing out on something. Well, it's the same way today when, uh, and you know, the past couple of years, potlucks have gone by the wayside with the, with, with the pandemic and, and all that has really affected us. And I don't know that we fully appreciate how deeply it's affected us not gathering for meals like we once did as a body. And if you're missing out on that meal, you're missing out on something essential. Mm-hmm. Um, that body life of encouragement and fellowship and all that is meant to strengthen you and allow you to strengthen other people and share your joy and your pain and all that together happens over at a table. A lot of things happen at, at your dining room table that just can't happen in the large gathering right. in the pews, right? right? I mean, right. It, there you get to worship God and pray and uh, hopefully learn something from His Word. But that fellowship <clears throat> goes way deeper when it's a couple people around a, a couple families around a table or a few families. So, yeah, it's different. It's yeah, a different thing. The conversation changes. Definitely. And uh, that's a lot of times you spend, you probably would spend a, a good portion of the time laughing and right. enjoying that uh, learning about one another. Yeah. And, uh, and you're right. There's something special about that meal time that kind of opens us up. Right. Uh, there's there's no barriers in, in between us when we're sharing that meal. And I, I'm thinking of Paul when he wrote to Philemon about Onesimus. And I can see Paul saying, you know, it's time to have your brother at the table with you. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting thought. I like that. So... But so, how do we, how do we make this happen, post COVID? Well, I mean, if they were devoted to it, they built. To me, that tells me they built something into the system of what they were doing, and it was probably a natural thing. Uh, it would have been a, an organic thing, but they made it the priority, just as they were devoted to the apostles' teaching, the fellowship, and of course. This relates to fellowship. They made this their priority uh, to share that body life together. They did it. They did it 
as a meal. I think they also did it with the Lord's Supper. Mm -hmm. I mean, that definitely was part of that devotion. But I think it goes beyond that into uh, daily life. Well, and, and, you know, being basically brand new believers, they are leaving an old world that they no longer want to be a part of. And so they are devoting themselves to that new world, that new family, having that new connection and new belongings there, uh, I think that says something. There's a possibility that they may no longer have been welcomed at their old tables. Okay. When they embraced Jesus Christ as the Messiah, if their families did not also embrace Jesus, they may not have been welcomed at that table That's anymore. a good point. And that newborn church would have, have had to fill that role of family. Yeah, because all in all... People want to have purpose, but they want, most importantly, they want to belong. Yeah. I remember on the mission field, we had a girl, uh, one of the converts in the church down there. And she told me one time, she said, you know, used to want to walk down the street. By the way, they're, you know, they just built up in mm-hmm. Lima. They okay. just, they if they built a floor, they'd leave rebar on the top to build another store. And, and as many as they could fit. And it was packed. It was crowded. Uh, if you walk down a street, you know, there might be a thousand people just on this street. Um, wow. And she told me, she said, you know, before I became a Christian and the lifestyle I lived, when I walked down the street, I got invited into every house. Uh, hey, come have a drink. Come have a, mainly, yeah, it was uh, an alcoholic right. drink kind of thing. And she said, I changed my lifestyle and the things I did and the things I focused on. And she said, I don't get those invites anymore. Right. Uh, not not as many. She goes, but I'll tell you what, it's been a blessing because I know who my real friends are. Yes. So it kind of revealed people who did accept her, even with her change in faith. That's a good point, too. Yeah. You know, we've, we've lived in this country, we've lived in this state for a long time, and we've been associated with this church a long time. And I think sometimes we forget the importance of staying connected. Right. And I think part of that devotedness, that... Fighting through whatever barriers that would keep you from coming together or keep you from doing whatever. I think that's what it means by being devoted, fighting through those barriers and meeting at the table. Right. Right. But it's vital, vital that 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 happens. And uh, and, uh, and maybe as we're coming out of, of COVID more and more, and a lot of people have been at home. They've been, their worship has been on a YouTube channel, you know, but there's a vast difference between watching and then being a part. Right. And we we need to be a part as much as we can. We need to, to dive in and connect because it's needed. It's vital for us to to really discover our identity in Christ. That happens in the body. For us to give and receive ministry, that happens in the body. Yeah. And there's been studies proven that People need that human connection. Amen. Yeah. Um, listeners, I hope you are paying attention to the necessity and the importance of connecting with that church family and being a part of that church family in every aspect, and especially to the apostles' teaching, which is the scriptures, to the fellowship of being with one another, and now to the breaking of bread and understanding the importance of gathering around the table. Yeah. So we appreciate your listeners joining in with us once again uh, this week, and we hope to have a special guest 
You know, we call this Tuesday morning over coffee with Gene and Jake, and I think Jake's going to be able to join us. The Jake. The Jake. So we're looking forward to it next week, and we'll see you. God bless, and have a great week, listeners. Ooh.